I spent my life reading books about the rest of the world, but Mr. Topich brought the rest of the world to us and connected us with the world. just reading about the things about history or what was happening in the world. He was engaging us with the rest of the world. He was creating those bridges. So I saw some friends of ours who had come to PA and just and just the experience they were having in the early childhood school and in the lower school. And then a friend of mine came to teach here and her experience, her stories from faculty meetings and what that was like. You know, she the first one she texted me and said, I have tears in my eyes because this is this is how it's supposed to this is amazing. Oh, wow. This is how it's supposed to be. I want to my child to be in an, an environment where she is confident and cared for and relaxed. Yeah. And encouraged. With- You're listening to Innovation in Education, the Pulaski Academy podcast where we share stories of how PA is inspiring students to explore, create, contribute, and achieve. Now, here are your hosts, Greg Ledbetter and Matt Pulley. Well, welcome to Innovation in Education. This is the PA podcast where we share stories of how PA is inspiring Students to explore, create, contribute, and achieve. My name is Matt. I'm your host for this episode, and I'm very, very thrilled about my guest today. My guest is Kate Moffitt. Kate is a 2004 Pulaski Academy graduate. She um, has a great story to share. She uh, not only is a graduate and alum of the school, but she also has her kiddos here now, so she's a current PA parent, and she's a phenomenal ambassador for the school, and uh, I'm excited for her to share a little bit about her journey, uh, where she started, how she got to PA, and where she is today as now a, a mom and a PA parent. So, Kate, welcome. So glad you're with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. So, uh, Kate, tell us, for the listeners that may not know you, hopefully you've got some friends that are <laughs> out there checking in to see what's going on with Kate, but tell us a little bit about, about you, your family, kiddos, husband, all that good stuff. I am from Arkansas. I've been back in Little Rock about 10 years. I've been married 10 years tomorrow. Congratulations, to my husband, yeah. husband, Drew. Awesome. Um, we have three daughters, Aviana, who's in fourth grade at PA, uh, Madeline, who's in first grade, and Juliet, who just turned three and is still at home with me. Awesome. Three daughters. So for Drew, I, I know my, bro- my brother's got three daughters, and... My son is the only son on that side of the family, so whenever we get around for Christmas, it's like my my brother just gravitates towards my son. Because, but he's like, no, I'm a I'm a daughter dad all the way. Yeah. So, so that's awesome. That's great. Um, where is Drew from? Is he from Little Rock as well, or no? We actually grew up together in Greenbrier. Oh, okay. Well, good, good. Yes, we knew each other before I left and came to Pulaski Academy. So I want to so I want to jump into that. So so you grew up in in Greenbrier and 
when did you get to, what year did you come to PA? How old were you? What grade? I was going into 10th grade. So I started my sophomore year at PA. So growing up in Greenbrier, Greenbrier, Arkansas, for listeners that may not know where that is, some may not, I would suspect most do, but tell us a little bit about your family, mom and dad. Did you have siblings? What was life like in Greenbrier, Arkansas? So most of my childhood years took place there. Uh, My my parents, and I have two older brothers, so like any good older brothers, they tease me and beat me up a lot. Um, They both live in Conway now with their families. We lived on farmland. Oh, wow. Yeah, so two ponds, lots of animals. Um, It was a great, great way to grow up. And I spent most of my time reading and um, writing stories about our cats and animals, farm animals. Now, did your did your dad actually farm? Was that his? No, he was not a farmer. He just had a lot. Um, a lot he of actually prop- started out in ministry. Oh, um, cool. He worked for Young Life. Yeah. And he owned his own wood floor company for about ten years. Um, and he's had a few careers, which is inspirational. You get to see how life is a journey. So he's he now he's a coffee roaster. So that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's great. You, um, so two brothers, yeah, were they, were you close? Were they like, no, I know siblings fight, but were they like, no, we're going to protect our only sister or? They did. Yeah. You know, I think it was a, nobody's going to be allowed to beat up my sister except me. You know, they did, they were protective. <laughs> um, we were, I would say we were pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, I, I kind of can see that with my, my son and daughter are, are very much the, the same way. So, okay, so Kate, so growing up, grew up in Greenbrier, you went elementary school, middle school, you went all the way through until you got to PA. In, in public school, were you in public school in Greenbrier? I was in public school. I mean, that was the only school there. It's grown a lot since then, but when I moved there, there was about 2,000 people, and you could just say, turn left at the stoplight and go three miles, and my house is on the right. So it's grown, it's grown a lot. This, it's a big school district now with a lot of schools. Were you academically, were you, I mean, you're... Obviously, we're a strong student, but what, tell me a little bit about kind of middle school years. Did you know academically? Were, what were you kind of leaning towards? Were you a math and science person, English history? I really, at that point, definitely had gotten into history. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember the Aegis camps, the Arkansas Education for Gifted in Summer. What a cool program that was! Yeah, I did those camps every summer, and uh, I remember doing one on foreign language. And one on um, history at Old Washington State Park. So, um, I mean, you know, I've spent summer camp at history camp. So. Yeah. Um, and then after my seventh grade year, I did the Duke Talent Search, take the the um, ACT early, and um, qualified to go to a college writing program at the University of Southern Mississippi. And I spent a summer there doing creative writing in their English department, which introduced me to a lot of great Southern writers. That's awesome. And then from what, from what I know, your story, you skipped. Did you skip? A, you actually went ahead a grade? I started eighth grade, and after three weeks, um, I was pretty miserable. Um, and my parents sat down with the administration at the school, and they let me start taking ninth grade classes. So you so miserable. I mean, you were basically going, look, this is this is too easy. Like I need something a little bit more challenging. Yes, it felt like a waste of time. Wow. Um, 
and in you know who want a child to never I think have to feel that way about school about their education so my um so how it actually happened is my uncle and aunt had their children at BA and my uncle and aunt um, were I would always talk with my uncle I think I think he family get together get togethers and my mom actually told me the other day that he she had been talking to him and had said you know I don't even even in her ninth grade classes I don't really think it's enough wow um and he I remember the last conversation I remember him having with me before we talked about PA was um Thanksgiving and I I always had a book so I was reading War and Peace and we were talking about it in the corner, and he was just talking to me about the book, just discussing the book with me. And the next time I saw him was my oldest brother's high school graduation. And he, Drew was actually with me. Drew, and he walked up to me with a packet about PA. And my dad said, propaganda. <laughs> and um, they asked me, they offered for me to come live with them and go to PA. Um, my aunt and uncle did. And my, I mean, I just... I looked at the information on on PA, and in my mind, it was a done deal if I got accepted. Um, I remember Drew said, you would never consider that, would you? <laughs> and I said, oh, absolutely. Wow. Um, and I came and toured and um, and just loved it. it was, and then moved in with my aunt and uncle and lived with them for my sophomore and junior year of high school here. That's, that you know, and that's, I think, for somebody even for that young, that's I mean that's pretty impressive to know. Hey, I need to be academically in a place that's going to be more challenging. So you went from so in eighth grade you're taking ninth grade classes, and then you realize in ninth grade this is probably not even enough. So PA comes up, and you say, okay, this is where I need to be to be challenged a little bit to be challenged a lot more academically. Yes, and you know I I think that PA took those things in me and was a bridge for what could be done with that in my life. That's awesome. So so tenth, so you spent 10th, 11th, and 12th grade at PA. What were you, extracurricular, what were you involved with? Did you do sports, music, drama? So it's funny, up until PA, I did um, actually sports and music um, where I up and through ninth grade. But when I started at PA, there were things that I had not had access to two before. So I spent my time doing Model UN. Um, I was Model UN president. And I I was actually that year we had co-presidents. Andrew Stern was co-president with me. And then I was um, the head of Amnesty International. I did um, student council. I was a student council representative, which was a lot of fun. And our, you know, our our model UN is nationally ranked, um, which is a phenomenal program. It's kind of our, I guess, a little bit of our take on kind of debate, speech and debate, but but uh, is a phenomenal, phenomenal program. And and uh, I didn't know that. That's that's interesting. Yeah. So you had some opportunities to get into some things that you didn't have, I guess, growing up in up in, in, in Greenbrier. So uh, academically, I mean, again, you you did you kind of lean more towards the history, English kind of those types of classes? I did. uh, Absolutely. And those were the things, when I look back, I wish, I love learning. I just always have loved learning. And, and I don't know if it's just my kids, but, or if every kid 
just loves to learn. Um, and one of the things that I wanted for them was for that love of learning never to be quelled. Um, I wanted to raise lifelong learners. Right. So, yes, um, the humanities, um, when I thought back about PA, you know, I had an excellent science department. I wish I had done AP micro and macroeconomics. Um, there's a, the, the sciences were great. I just did the, the basics because I, I was drawn more to humanities and I took every political science class I could, comparative politics, international studies, AP government, AP history, um, and then the English, AP language, AP literature. Uh, I loved those classes. I also did literary journal. Oh, cool. On the, I was on the literary journal um, editing staff every year. And those, all of those classes were things I tested out of for college, got AP credit. I did not have to take any college English because of my AP classes here. Um, and so that, those were the areas that I focused on. We'll talk a little bit about your college experience, but if, as you kind of think back on your PA experience, was there a class project teacher that really kind of impacted you in a way that you look back on and think, man, that was a class that had a profound effect on me academically as a person? I would say international studies and uh, senior thesis were both classes. I loved AP Comparative Politics also. All of those were taught by Bill Topich. Yeah, uh, Mr. Topich. He's a legend. He also was our <laughs> Model UN sponsor and our Amnesty International. We, he, I'm sure, was quite sick of me by the time I graduated. Um, those classes, though, I spent my life reading books about the rest of the world, but Mr. Topich brought the rest of the world to us and mm. connected us with the world. So, in 10th grade, doing National History Day competition, um, I did a documentary film on the Rwandan genocide, and I actually got to go to the National History Day competition in D.C. Oh, wow. That was the first time I'd ever been there. And doing, you know, not only did we learn unparalleled quality of research and writing skills, but Mr. Topic brought in, a, you know, a bishop from Rwanda Um so that I, I had, you know, I got to talk to a first person interview about for that video. I got to talk to someone who had actually played a major role in in that time of history. Um, when 9-11 happened, I was in Mr. Topich's classroom and he arranged for a few of us to go to AETN and um, interview uh, General Wesley Clark, who was the Supreme allied NATO commander. Wow. And just getting to ask him questions about Afghanistan. And I think the invasion into Iraq was, was ramping up at that time. Um, I remember asking him questions about nation building and, and um, he was, we weren't just reading about the things about history or what was happening in the world he was engaging us with the rest of the world. He was creating those bridges. So anytime we went somewhere on a model UN trip or, uh, he was, he was finding ways to forge paths. I felt like between us and what was going on in the rest of the world in our amnesty international, one of our main projects when I was here was raising money to build um, a school for girls in Afghanistan. It's after the Taliban fell. Yeah. I remember they could, um, 
go to school again. So we we were able to actually build a school for girls in Afghanistan. Which I think is so critical. I mean, you know, you think about what we're doing academically, but also there's that part that's the very applicable, life-changing pieces to it, which are part of the curriculum, and, and which I want to talk to you about here in just a second about now that your kids are here and what you looked for in a school. But I think, too, you know, PA is such a, I use the word global so often, and even now more so than ever, just the, the diversity on, of the campus. And, and that kind of global aspect of the school is so critical as we kind of think and learn about how we understand different cultures and how to solve problems, that sort of thing. And I think that's important and, and was back even when you were, were here as, as well. Absolutely. And I love seeing um, how even it, PA is even more diverse now than it was when I was here. And my kids are getting to experience the world through their peers every day. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's transition. So you, so after PA, you attend Georgetown. Yes, the and, School of Foreign Service. That's awesome. And what were you thinking about just in terms of future? What were your, what were your plans? I know you Save the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, every young, young 18, 19-year-old. Um, I first saw it on the college trip. And when I saw that campus, and the, I remember the girl that gave us our tour, I thought, I want to I come here. I want to do this. And I want to be a tour guide, too. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, I, you know, one of the things that was awesome about PA was they held my hand through that whole process from discovering that to the next steps. I I applied for a summer program there. Um, I also applied for one at the Naval Academy, just narrowing down those those options. But I knew I wanted to be involved in international affairs, foreign policy, and um, diplomacy of some kind. And I think, you know, that's PA, really any any school that's a college preparatory school. I mean, obviously, you, you you would expect that there would be a pretty uh, influential and profound program to help students. But 100% of our our graduates, you know, are accepted into four-year colleges. And, and we've got a phenomenal um, college counseling and placement office that helps working with kids, starting in the really the eighth and ninth grade of just thinking and, and looking at what that roadmap looks like. So... Well, I we're because I really want to get to the meat of this, and and believe it or not, we're getting short on time. But let's <laughs> let's fast forward quickly because I want to talk about just kind of you know your experience at PA, and obviously as a, a student at Georgetown is so impressive. And and um, but now that you've got your own kiddos here, you know, tell me a little bit about that journey. You know, did you know? Okay, yeah, my kids are going to PA or. Was there kind of a process of thinking, you know, I really need to research this some and, and figure out what's the best school for them? Well, when my firstborn was old enough to start looking at preschools, I started calling friends who had masters in early childhood education, asking them questions. What are the questions I need to be asking people? You know, what what are the different philosophies? If I, if I could, I would have had a degree in it before I had kids. You know, I just <laughs> um, wanted to get it right. As a parent, you want to get it right. And you've only got one shot. And obviously, we're all going to make mistakes. uh, But you want to get it as right as you possibly can. So um, that was a process, figuring out what worked for our family. And I really, we both grew up in public school. And I had this thought of 
my kids will will we'll go to public school. We'll support the school district, and then maybe if uh, I have a really academic one like me, maybe then we'll put them in private school. Um, in retrospect, I don't think I understood the differences in child development and just the the impact of those first early years. What I, I did enough to decide to be a stay at home mom, but I but the intention every day of how you can shape a child when a child comes up to you with an emotion or a thought or exploring where what do you do with that you know education really becomes about who you are you know and how you're shaped so we looked at um, several different schools in Little Rock and we we started out in the Little Rock school district and my child was there for two years and then uh, we started to consider making a plan for putting her in private school um she was an avid learner and um, was not being challenged where she was. She also was just not herself. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really, you know, we talk a lot about around here just the, you know, if you think about early childhood education and laying that foundation, I mean, how critical that is. And, and, I'm like you, you have one shot at that. So you want to get, you get that right. But if you think about building a house, I mean, that really is kind of laying the foundation for which everything else is going to be built upon. So it is, it's a critical, critical, you know, part of the process you need to get right. Did you got, what kind of research did you, did you, were you online? Did you tour campuses? Um, yes, all of the things I would say, and talking to people, talking to, I yeah. mean, knowing people from all of the schools here, knowing um, families, you know, moms maybe who had started out in preschool with us, all of our kids went to different schools and seeing those experiences and the variety of experiences. Um, I saw some friends of ours who had come to PA and just and just the experience they were having in the early childhood school and in the lower school. And then a friend of mine came to teach here and her experience, her stories from faculty meetings and what that was like. You know, she the first one she texted me and said, I have tears in my eyes because this is this is how it's supposed to. This is amazing. Oh, wow. This is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You. Um, so what was there? We always kind of speak about, you know, in the decision to find the right school. Was there one moment? Was there a feeling? When did you just kind of know, hey, PA, this is the place we need to be? When I did the preview day. Yeah. Which yeah. One of Golly, our- there were so many things we did an in-person preview day. Um, there are two questions I think you ask yourself if you went to a school and like I did, I had an excellent experience, but I was asking myself, is it as good as when I was there? Um, and is it better? Has it changed? How has it changed and where is it at? Um, and listening to the heads of the schools talk, uh, they had just been back from a trip to Yale to study the ruler method, which they've implemented in all the schools and seeing that. 13 of the staff members um, were up to date. I knew that they were going to be up to date on the most current methods. I didn't want my kids to get a great education for 2004. I wanted them to get the best education in 2021. I love that. And, and I think it's about, you know, just for you, when I think about your experience, you know, as an alumni, but also as a parent, you know, there's those things about PA traditions and the values of the school that will always be here, but at the same time, you know, as education, 
oh my gosh, is evolving so quickly. I mean, you know, a school needs to needs to be riding kind of what I, I describe as the front of the wave of that. You also want to make sure that, you know, schools are what curriculum and how they're teaching, delivering that curriculum is is innovative and kind of cutting edge. So you found that when you came and you toured. toured yes. PA. And um, one thing that stuck out to me on that tour was also when we went in a classroom, the teacher just very casually asked the students, you know, what they wanted to tell us. And they were confident and articulate and they were eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> at that, I want to my child to be in env- an environment where she is confident and cared for and relaxed and yeah, encouraged. Yeah. Which is huge. You know, we, we, that's something we talk a lot about here is just, you know, while the academics is so critical, important, I mean, really it's a lot of what we're doing is about character and, and confidence, competence, and, and, you know, you know, as you mentioned earlier, having a passion for learning and that's what you had and what you want for your, your children. So I love that PA is doing that and we're continue to ask the right questions and, and evolve as, as education is. So well, Kate, we are actually up on right about 30 minutes here, so um, I could certainly, we could do a part two, because <laughs> we, we didn't get to talk a lot about what, uh, you know, there's so much good stuff to talk about, but thank you so much for... Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to be back at PA. Yeah, we're, we're so glad you're here, and so glad that your kids are here now, and... and um, we say, a lot of the moms will say, if there's one thing more fun than going to PA, it's being a PA parent now. Yeah, <laughs> which is... <laughs> I, I agree, and um, well, I know you you did did a lot of research and, and visited. And if you're listening out there today, and you're interested in learning more about PA, I want to encourage you to to visit our virtual admissions center, and you actually can find that online at thepavac.com. That's the t h e p a v as in Victor a c dot com, and Virtual Admission Center, you'll find lots of ways you can connect with the school and the community, campus tours, webinars. Uh, we have uh, our podcast episodes, our blog there. It's a great place to start just to kind of define more ways to learn about, about PA and the campus. I want to thank you for listening to uh, this episode of Innovation and in Education. We're very excited about episodes we have coming up here in the next couple of months. So please uh, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast with others that you know would be interested and um, look forward to bringing you great content in the future. Have a great day. been listening to Innovation in Education, the Pulaski Academy podcast, where we share stories of how PA is inspiring students to explore, create, contribute, and achieve with your hosts, Greg Ledbetter and Matt Bullock.